Hello and welcome everybody. Welcome to another episode of Family Reflections. I want to I want to bring a couple of things to your attention. First of all, I'm really going to intentionally get into this habit, right? So from now on, every time, I have to make sure I tell you to subscribe, like, share, do all that stuff. All right? Make sure you go into the website, www.ionolpictures.com. Make sure you check that out. Um, follow us on Instagram. Um, we actually have a TikTok. It's not a, as active as it should be, but we have a TikTok. And make sure you uh, like and follow us on Facebook. All right? So now that that is out of the way, completely out of the way, right? Let's keep it moving. So... Announcements, announcements, announcements. We're going to be in Toronto on the weekend of the 8th, right? Um, so all those details are going to be below this video. Um, but, you know, we're going to be in Toronto the weekend of the 8th. We're going to be screening the movie and we're also going to be signing books. There's going to be a book signing, book launch, movie screening. We're going to just mash up toronto <laughs> we're going to mash up toronto we're going to have a good time okay so make sure you get in your ticket make sure you get your ticket in advance all right so the link for that will be in the in the description underneath this but make sure you get in you get in your ticket in advance you have to you have to have to have to get your ticket in advance i'm not playing with you all right you have to do that all right so make sure to check on that. The next thing is, next update is the UK. Yes, the UK, October 29th. October 29th, we're going to be having the same thing, the same thing that we did in Toronto, we're going to be doing in the UK, all right? And it's going to be crazy. We're going to mash up London. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're, we're really excited about uh, what's going to happen in the UK. So if you're British, right, and you're watching this and you happen to be Caribbean, uh, make sure that you that you show out and uh, just come on out. I know you are struggling with the the death of the Queen, right? Um, actually, actually, I did want to talk about that. Um when I saw that the queen passed away, first of all, you know, I share the sentiments of everybody when it comes to, yeah, boy, colonialism, imperialism, racism, isms, isms, all right? I share, I share the sentiments on all those things because, you know, it's crazy to me that England just kind of took over the world. If you really think about it, they they were the, the colonizers that kind of took over the U.S., right? And, of course, the U.S. got their independence. Um, they had a hand in Canada. Um, they had their claws all over Africa and India and Asia. Yeah, I mean, India and Asia. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, Australia. Um, South America, you know, I mean, the Spanish kind of did most of this up, but you know, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm trying to say? Like England, 
Oh gosh, boy. So nowadays when you talk about a British monarch, it's easy for everybody to just have that knee-jerk response of, oh gosh, but these people coming to take over something else, you know? So, you know, when I heard the Queen passed away, it's kind of, you kind of get this Stockholm Syndrome thing because the British crown, the British crown kind of dictated your identity as a, Commonwealth member Caribbean state. You ever think about that? Mm. Think about it. Like you're you are fundamentally British, but you're really not. We all know you're not. We know you're not. But for most of us, our head of state is the Queen of the Queen of England. Alright? Um so that being said, there is this this moment of like, oh boy, the queen. It feels like she was kind of your queen, just a little bit. It's like she was kind of your queen because her, her name is on your money. You know, her face is on your money, right? So you kind of feel a little sense of, ah, oh, my queen is gone, right? And, you know, everybody respects how long she was reigning for. But it would have been nice. I think, here's what I think she should have done. I think she should have just made a few efforts to kind of give back some of the stuff she kind of took and her kingdom kind of took from the places they colonized. So, you know... Maybe, you know, some of the blood diamonds, you know, she could just kind of swing back to some of the colonies or, or now sovereign nations. Um, or maybe she, she could have, um, you know, just given back, you know, some of the gold. I'm just saying, you know, I feel like that would have landed well before she passed um but then on the flip side maybe they were just sitting about sitting down thinking about it and they were saying if we give some back we kind of have to give all back you know maybe they just didn't want to open that door yeah definitely something to think about it does make me wonder how the british monarchy will move forward because they tell me that king charles is not very open to changes and adjustments, which I think are very much needed right now if they want to kind of save some semblance of rule. Because I don't even think the, the British people really care for the crown uh, anymore, or at least not right now. So we'll see how the whole British monarchy thing goes. I'm sure some of you are curious, some of you don't care, but we'll move on, all right? We'll move on. So next thing is... Um, but let me tell you something about moving. I don't know where you are right now. I don't know. So maybe some of you are in the middle of moving, um, or whatever you're doing, but yeah, man, I was about to say moving is terrible, man. Like when I moved last week, it's crazy. A whole week already passed on me already. When I moved last week, before I moved, I went to work out, 
right? So I do this I do this church ministry thing called Bridge, and we have like a a workout piece, right? And man, I went worked out. I feel like I would have been fine if I just went home and relaxed or just went about my day. But then I had to move my entire all my belongings. You know, I'm not a rich man, but I'm a normal man. <laughs> and so for that reason, uh, you, you have some stuff. Everybody has stuff. Why do we have, why, why do we all have stuff? Right. We just have tons of stuff. Everybody has tons of stuff. You have socks, you have shoes, you have shits, you have um, your dresser, you have um, uh, food that you want to eat. You have your um, stuff that you need to bathe and oh, the list goes on. Right. The list goes on, buddy. But anyway, thankfully, I was able to move with the help of some friends. Shout out to friends. <laughs> but let me tell you, the day after, the day after I was crippled. I was crippled. Like I was in so much pain. My feet, my my, my legs were done, done up. All right. So, yeah, boy. I'm glad to be recovered now. I'm actually standing while I'm doing this. But yeah, shout out to everybody moving right now. My heart goes out to you. It's not easy. But just stay strong, stay positive, stay focused, and you'll get to the end of it. Right? Anyway, moving on. Right, moving on. Speaking about moving, there is a hospital in St. Lucia that needs to move from a stadium to where they need to go, which is I think the original location, right? Let me tell you something about St. Jude's. Lucians know what I'm talking about. If you're not Lucian, you can probably skip this part, probably skip ahead to the next next thing I talk about. But Lucians know St. Jude's Hospital is the biggest, most embarrassing debacle. Debacle. I think that's the word I'm looking for. Debacle. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it, though. But it's the biggest debacle. <laughs> that I feel, I think St. Lucian politics has ever seen, man. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. And I think it's really a testament to the way that Lucians up north disregard um, the South. Yeah? Because that's what's been happening historically, right? People, the young people from the South, people looking for more opportunities, they head up to the economic hub of the island, which is Castries, Grozily, right? These places. But then, you know, everybody has family down south, their grandmother down south, their auntie, their uncle, you know, some immediate family, whatever. But I think in the political discourse in St. Lucia, right? I don't want to sound too much like a pundit, but I, I need to speak on this, right? I'm tired of it. And it, it's very personal for me. In the political discourse, the South becomes easy to move aside and to ignore and to forget about. But let me tell you all political parties. I'm not just talking to um, SLP, UWP, one, um, whatever party exists. Let me tell you something. The people will bite you in the back. The people will get fed up of it. The people will get tired of it, right? The people will have enough one day. You know why? 
because our loved ones, our family, and our friends, they have to endure treatment in this stadium. You understand me? Now, you're probably watching this, you're saying, yeah, Keddy, but you know, they started this project and then the, the standards were not met. So then the other administration had to come in and they had to make adjustments and then they, they made refinements and all of this stuff. And stop, stop, stop. I don't want to hear anything at this point. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear explanations at this point, right? I don't want to hear reasons why. I don't want to hear... Um, I don't want to hear all the possibilities of what could be done and what should be done and all them things. Stop it. Period. All right? Stop it. I just want it done. All right? I want it done. And whatever steps y'all have to take to get it done, take those steps now. All right? We need St. Jude's to be done. Okay? All right, before I get heated, I know, I know y'all there watching, boy. Hey, got Keddy, yeah, yeah. I don't want to get too heated, all right? But let me tell you something. It's a very, it's a big sore in my heart, huh? Mm. Because I have had loved ones, and I'll tell you specifically. I'm not afraid to tell you specifically. My grandmother was sick, and my grandmother passed away in a horse, in a stadium, she passed away at St. Jude, a hard-working woman, right, who worked for years for St. Lucia to raise her children, you know, to take care of me, you know, and she deserved better than a stadium. And now it's too late to fix it, but I'll tell you what, I have another grandmother who's also older in St. Lucia, and I don't want to hear when she, if she falls sick or she has to go to the hospital or something, they have to rush her to St. Jude. I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear another grandmother of mine going to another stadium. You understand me? That's how I feel. Okay? So I'm just using this platform to make my voice heard. Okay? If y'all agree, share it or put something in the comments. All right? So that's all I had to say about St. Jude. Um, anyway, final piece before I leave. Okay? Um, and I know y'all saying, boy, but I guess that man used to have guests, boy, now that man just talking to himself. <laughs> uh, we, we're still going to have guests. All right. We're still going to have guests. I could see, I can see myself having another guest on here soon, but in the interest of consistency, uh, sometimes you just have to hang out with me, you know, talk to me. I'm not that bad. Come on. That being said. Rich people. <laughs> so today I'm driving with my mom, right? I'm driving with my mom and we're talking about rich people, you know, because who doesn't like to talk about rich people? And we're talking about, you know how the Bible says it's difficult for the rich to go to heaven. But just, just follow me, okay? It's difficult for the rich to go to heaven. And I was just thinking... You know the rich people don't know they're rich? Think about it. The rich people don't know they're rich. Let me explain. When you, if you're only making $10 a month, 
you're struggling, boy, you're struggling. <laughs> you're struggling. You're saying, boy, what? I can't even buy some food, right? You're struggling. You're starving. I get it. Let's say you're making $100 a month. You're still struggling. I don't even know why I mentioned that. Let's move on. $1,000 a month. Oh, now things are a little different. You're making $1,000 a month. Now you can say, okay, yeah, let me let me just, just measure my budget. Let me try and make sure I eat. You know, I'll be a little creative. You're still struggling, but now you actually have something to struggle with, right? Let's say you're making $10,000 a month. You're not struggling as much anymore. Mm. Yeah, you're not struggling as much anymore. But now your focus changes, right? Now your focus changes. Now instead of worrying about what you're going to eat, instead you're worrying about what you might want to invest in. You're wondering about whether you can afford the stock that you want to buy. You're wondering about if you can afford the house that you just purchased, if you can make those monthly payments. Um, what about your vehicle? Did you buy your vehicle cash or are you financing? So now you have a bill paying that, that vehicle off monthly, you know? Now you're thinking, okay, maybe maybe I can buy some land. All of a sudden, bills start pi piling up. Responsibilities start, start pi piling up. And you start saying, hmm, man, if I was making a 15000 a month, I'd be better off, All right? So just for this exercise, instead of saying now you're making $10,000 a month, let's boost it up. So we're going to boost it up. Let's say now you're making $100,000 a month. Ooh. Oh boy, now, now, now you're moving different now, right? You're moving a little different now. Now you have a, um, a mansion, you know, and um, now you have relatives checking you. Like, hey, that's your auntie. You know, I, I'm, I, have, I have issues with my bills. And, you know, if you could just help me. So now that person vexes with you because you yeah, pay for that for them. They know you're making a lot of money, you know. They know you're making over a million a year, you know. So now they're saying, boy, if that could help me with that and if he could help me with this business I want to start um, and all these things, right. And so all of a sudden responsibilities start popping up. More people start asking for money. You want to give the money. You don't want to lose friends. And so now you've found new ways for the money to be distributed. Here's the point I'm making. I, I know I'm, I'm a little long-winded making this point, but I'll tell you the point I'm making. The point is this. No matter how much money you make, you will constantly find new ways to spend it. You will constantly find new goals to achieve. You'll constantly have new expenses, right? And new things that you want to put the money that you're making to work to do. And so for that reason, that is why I say that rich people don't even know they're rich. Because they're always thinking of the next thing. And that's how human beings are. We're always thinking of the next thing. And then once you get that down once you understand that then now you can say maybe i can take some time to be thankful and grateful for what i do have instead of constantly looking for what i want
Yep. That's all I had to say. Guys, I appreciate you so much for watching, listening to this. Um, as always, you know, Family Reflections episode, supposed to be bi-weekly. Sometimes a week gets skipped. But I do promise you this, I always come back. <laughs> all right. So love you all. Don't forget Canada. Don't forget the UK. Details in the caption. See you soon. And... Cheers.